When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Pagoni, and we're Late, Late to the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally in Stars Hollow. Busking on the streets. Yes, like the troubadour. Yeah, the one and only. Yeah, can only be one town troubadour. I feel like you'd be the troubadour, and I'd be the la la lady. Yeah, Sam Phillips, just in the clouds. I could see that. Yeah, totally. That's us. Yes. Well, today we are talking about Gilmore Girls. Yes, because the air is a little more crisp. Mm-hmm. The leaves are changing colors. Pumpkin spice lattes are plenty. Yes. So. F- it's Gilmore Girl season. Yeah. People, you know, there's there's many things that happen when fall hits. And one of the things is you best believe we're binge watching Gilmore Girls for the umpteenth time. So, yep. Amen. So, yeah, we are like every other gal, which I feel like the Gilmore Girls would totally like either like be fully about the fall season. Going to watch our comfort show. Or totally like, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I'm not going to get a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Lorelai and Rory are definitely not a fan of Starbucks or PSLs. Yeah. They're a fan of Luke's. Yes. <laughs> Only Luke's. The best coffee in town. Black coffee. Just plain. Yeah. Nothing yes. fancy. Only add cream if it's nasty. Yes. Because they're cool girls. Yeah. I know. I wish I could be like them. <laughs> I know. Me too. Why can't I... We'll talk about it, but I am kind of like Rory, but same kind of. Unfortunately. (laughs) And a bit Lane, I guess. Yeah, I can see you as Lane. Yeah. But yeah, so we are talking about Gilmore Girls, which we started watching the show for the first time. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we started watching in like 2014, 2015 when it came on Netflix. Yeah. Was it? I thought it was a little later. I thought it was like 2016 or... I know for we, me. I know I we watched it. Oh wait, maybe we watched it lightly. I don't think I f- I watched it as hardcore. I feel no. like I've had a journey with the show. Yeah, well, I feel like cuz it was definitely before Year in the Life came out. Yeah. But it was when it came on Netflix. So it had to have been in that 2014 to 2016 window. I think we like started the show many times. Like we went through a phase where we'd watch this and Golden Girls and like something else. We also binge watched Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, Girl. that's what it was. All the G's. Yes. Triple G, that's what it... (laughs) Guy Fieri, get out of town. New triple G's. Yeah. Um, But you know, I remember I was obsessed. I, you know, growing up, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls... Just it wasn't on the rotation. And I remember because we just watched the promos for like the WB and then later on the CW Gilmore Girl promos. Mm -hmm. And it just it's it's wild how they painted the show. 
It is very wild. It just didn't seem like my cup of tea. It was like a Grey's Anatomy or something where I was like, okay, I, this is not, this is too dramatic for me as a, a little kid. So I'm out. But yeah. then when it came on Netflix, I was obsessed. And then you would periodically come in and out. And then I was like, we have to watch you in the light. Yeah. But then I did go, like I did watch all of the seasons after you introduced me to it. Like I, it got me started on watching them. When I found out about Gilmore Girls and started watching and like hearing, you know, like the way Amy Sherman Palladino writes, Mm. I was so like enthralled and I was like, this is what I've been missing my whole life. This is like the closest thing to how I talk or like how I want to be. Like I was just so obsessed with it. So it was like a long lost, a long lost friend. But what's your relationship with Gilmore Girls? Um, Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, when it came on Netflix, I remember we both kind of started watching it. But back in the day, I also didn't watch it. I remember it being more like like drama. But I think I was watching other shows like Buffy or The Simpsons. I don't know what I was watching, really. But I wasn't watching Gilmore Girls. And it's funny because when we looked at those promos again, it's like it is so over-dramatized. Like, it's a totally different show. So, like, I would not know how funny the show actually is. Like, I feel like it's so like quick-witted and it's just so fun and comforting to watch i don't know it's not like a big drama but there's drama in the show like it's enough drama to keep you interested but not enough to really it's not like soap opera style which it's not we watched all of the promos on youtube right before we recorded and it really was like they really were into when christopher came to town which isn't like a huge plot point no he's rarely there in the series except for the later seasons like he's kind of a little bit but But i hate christopher i I was gonna say i don't know if this is a hot take but i don't like christopher (laughs) i don't either and then it really focuses on when richard goes into the hospital those two times yeah it really like like plays that out in the clips so uh, you know you're right it's almost like Grey's anatomy or whatever yeah but I was living, like, if I watched Gilmore Girls, like, if I was my age back in, like, 2001. Yeah. Because they have bops. They had Everywhere by Michelle Branch is one of the songs on the promo. Mm-hmm. And A Thousand Miles, Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. I lived those for Those promos it. might get me. Those specific ones. Yes. If sure. I caught those. Just and those it, songs. And it was, like, the good old days WB when yes. it was, like, the moody lighting and they were just, like... In like the gold light where it was like WB and you could just turn. WB. Same. I didn't watch any other WB shows, but I remember flicking through the channels as a kid and seeing WB and being like, this is what teens watch. Mm. I remember watching Supernatural, which had um, Jared Padalecki. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts then. I really, I'm like, color me curious about, about the whole Dean situation because during this rewatch, which has to be like, my 10th rewatch. Yeah. I have a different perspective on Dean and I don't want to just really? be a hater. Yeah. But I have a different perspective on all the guys. I can't wait to hear. But yeah. right off the bat. Should we just talk about who's Dean? your team? Okay. Well, who's your team? I'm team Jess all the way. This is how I feel. I Jess. And then second for me is maybe Logan, but I don't really like Logan either. He kind of annoys me. Do and you like Marty? Who's Marty? <laughs> Okay, that, that answer. Your- <laughs> the no, I don't. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> um, Dean is like the bottom, I guess. But he's not, I mean, he's just okay. You know what I mean? I feel like, and Logan, he's, 
like I, I can give my full thoughts when we get into it but Jess I feel like I like I feel like they had the most chemistry yeah well they were dating at the time so wait that's right I totally yeah. forgot about that that makes sense totally makes sense I mean their chemistry is like that was a, a crazy thing on this rewatch was like how many times have I watched the show and then every time Jess comes in mm-hmm. Rory has to step it up just mm-hmm. in life but also like her chemistry every time they're on on screen together it's electric yeah it's just something ab- about their chemistry it still gets me like woo all right I know these are supposed to be like teenagers but like it's like ooh. yeah like it feels real and I guess they were you know, together at the time. Makes Even though Mila, Mila Ventimiglia is just like a great actor anyways. I and love he's him. super cute. Like he's so the cutest. He's my short king. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That I just, attitude and hair really makes up for it. You know? Yeah. Well, I just had a conversation with someone recently about, cause I'm kind of a hater as far as guys go. Uh-huh. Like I know short kings exist and I know I'm only five one. So I'm yeah. just really a hater, but I could never date someone like short, like a short king. No, but for Mila Ventimiglia, yes, yeah. Like I think how he's tall is he? Exception. Anyways, is he like five, four, five, five, Let's five, see. six? Because my rule has always been you have to be taller than me in my highest heels, and I wear like crazy heels. Okay, so they say he is five nine, which means he is definitely five six. <laughs> yeah, he's. So he's not like crazy short, my guess. Oh, there's a, the second thing on Google is when I type in Mila Ventimiglia height, it says, does Mila Ventimiglia have a child? And then the second one is, are Alexis Bledel and Mila Ventimiglia still together? Are they? <laughs> I really don't think they are. They like broke up in like 2006 or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I love that thought that someone's just like watching Gilmore Girls and it's like, huh, are they still together? Do they have a baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they write a book together? <laughs> do they become journalists? I love it. I love, I don't know. I love the idea that like every fall or just every time I'm like low, I want to binge something. It's not really only fall for me, but I no. love for other. I just love how this is like a collective thing. I love how. Gilmore Girls has become a cult classic and yeah I don't know I feel like the marketing at the time did it dirty Mm. it's definitely not it doesn't paint a true depiction of the show like it's I don't know it's almost like Hallmark vibes Mm -hmm. and it doesn't show any of the humor that the characters have like hardly at all this show is so witty and special and yeah I don't know why do you think this show resonates like today with so many people I don't know I think it's just so well written And I think the characters are also very well written and cared for. Like they are fully fleshed out. Everything, for the most part, with the exception of maybe the season seven, makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like the care, like there's a lot of character development. Like you're kind of invested in the characters. The the pilot for onesies is like one of the best pilots ever. I agree. Like this show, I feel like for me rivals the nanny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah may even be better in a way oh like, it's a better show you know it's as much as i love me some fan yeah, same but it's just so it's like it's a good balance of like like drama and comedy 
And then there's like the whole like, I guess the generational aspect of it, you know, the Gilmore girls. Yes. Of it all, like Rory and her mom and her grandma, like that whole dynamic, like it gets into like family dynamics. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting show and it's it's really well written. And yeah. it's like you kind of want to talk like these characters too. Like all the pop culture references are really cool and you can understand them. Yes, for the most part. Even the ones you can understand, I like, since watching the show a plethora of times, there's been times in my life where I won't under, I'll remember a piece of dialogue, but then I'll tuck it in like my back pocket. And then just in life, I'll stumble upon the reference and just be like, oh my God, that's the Gilmore Girls reference. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like always the discourse with like an Amy Sherman Palladino joint, like it happened with Bunheads that came on and everyone's like, oh my God, have you seen the show? Like, this is Loki amazing. And then it went off the air and then Miss Maisel came on the air and then like the resurgence of Gilmore Girls. So I feel like, you know, every four years, like the Paladinos get their flowers in one way or another. Yeah, for sure. But speaking of everything, so Gilmore Girls, the initial pitch to the WB was just sold off of the line um, it's a mother and daughter, and they're more like friends than mother and daughter. And they all perked up and literally said, great, we'll buy that. And Amy Sherman Palladino walked out, turned to her manager at the time and said, that's all I got. I don't know what the show is. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So, bada boom, bada bang. So she just started there and went with it? Yeah, which just is a testament to like her genius. Yeah. I guess. She's definitely genius. Yeah. No, I, I love the idea of like the cross generational, like it appeals to the audience. Like yeah. everyone can watch the show and like it's just the witty dialogue and the storylines. It's just perfect. It's chef's kiss. Yeah. And but, the characters, I feel like there's so many like funny and odd characters like yes. like Kirk, for instance, or Taylor. Like there's there's a colorful cast of characters, we could say. Definitely. And I think with the storylines, like you're either going to be really into Lorelai's or Rory's or both or really like, you know, the characters in Stars Hollow. There's like a little something for everyone. And it's all like. Yeah. Maybe you, re- you resonate with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're a grumpy person and you hate people. <laughs> maybe you turned your dad's hardware shop into a diner. And yeah, you like to wear your hat backwards and really judge people on their choice of food that you serve. Yeah. <laughs> Which, can we talk about the pilot first? Which I, like, love the introduction mm. to these characters, for one. But speaking of Luke, yeah, I love how he's, like, coffee. Like, he's so against coffee, but, like, his literal logo of Luke's diner is a, coffee, a coffee cup. cup. Yeah. Like, that's kind of his bread and butter. Like, it's a, it's a crazy thing that he was like, I'm going to take my dad's hardware shop and I'm going to make it a diner where... And yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. Yeah, coffee is definitely a feature. There's like the coffee bins there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just the amount of coffee, though, that Lorelai and Rory consume. And we get that from the get go. Like in the first scene when she just walks over to Luke's, I love that There She Goes is playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, the, yeah, this and the parent trap. Yeah. Really make that song for me. Right? I just, I love a good intro, too, where it's just like a song that just gently. 
like eases you into a show and then it fades out and she's there and she's, I don't know, on her 10th cup of coffee or something. Yes. And I mean, I don't know what genre of music or like little niche Spotify playlist, the laws, there she goes. It's probably Gilmore Girls Fall Now, but like whatever that type of music is, is very Gilmore Girls. It really is. Which you know, it wasn't supposed to be There She Goes. It was supposed to be Every Day is a Winding Road. I know. I saw that like the you know how there was like a different pilot yeah it wasn't gonna be jared padalecki as dean it was gonna be some other guy yeah and And, um alex warnstein from marvelous miss Maisel as suki so weird the parallel universe very weird i don't like it i like my characters this is my comfort show same i do think like the song may have worked like i think every day is a winding road kind of works but i think there she goes is better yeah it just feels right also, like October 2000 is when the pilot dropped, October 5th, 2000. So this is post Aaron Brockovich, I believe, because mm. I came out in March. And to me, every day is a winding road is like I'm a five-year-old in the back seat of my car for one, but for two, it's the Aaron Brockovich song. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, it, it holds two memories for me, the law's. Get Gilmore Girls in the Parent Trap. I think for me, can you know, yeah. just being selfish, I'm like, the laws are perfect. No, they are. Yeah. Definitely. Also, like, later on, the pilot's a little different because they also have, it's my favorite reference in the whole entire show. The Macy Gracie. Yes. But I love There She Goes because it, like, sets up Lorelai being the main character. It does. Yeah. In a perfect way. There she goes. About town. Yeah. You know, this is Lorelai Gilmore's world. We just live in it. Exactly. And that's how they operate. And I love that. Same. It's like a borderline narcissistic human being. I really <laughs> love as a dark haired winter complexion human being who really just has a lot of pop culture references and thinks the world revolves around them. <laughs> you do look this. like you could just fit into the, the Gilmore clan. La la. I just need to pop in my blue contacts <laughs> oh yeah that's right they all have the blue eye well yeah. not emily not though. emily though yeah i'm like uh lorelei when she's a younger person whether where they cast a, a girl oh. with, with brown eyes. i never noticed huh yeah still works so that that girl that plays young lorelei oh no she's really good oh my god them and like what was it Euphoria who cast what? I don't remember what we were talking about. We've talked about this before. Yeah, like the, the good casting yes. in like TV or movies, like when they really get it, right? Yeah. They get it. Yeah. This is so weird talking about this on a podcast, Brie. Why? Because we've talked about this so much in our real life. <laughs> I'm like, where where do we start? Where do we go? Where do we go? Where, you know, I feel like I've been talking about Gilmore Girls my whole entire life. But yeah. And you will be forever. Yeah. This is not Doesn't a Gilmore stop Girls here. podcast. Which can we also, season seven is a weird season for me. Same. I don't feel like it's real. It feels like a weird dream. Like, mm-hmm. it really does. And it lacks something. Like, some of the dialogue, I mean, I, you can definitely tell that they, they try and it's pretty close, but there's something missing and there's something missing with the transitions from scene to scene. Some of them just fade to black and they end awkwardly. Like Lorelai will say something and then Suki's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then it just like it's the next scene. And you're like, huh, okay, that's odd. And there's no la la la's. Like, I think they do sneak some in there, but it's not like the vibe is just, it's it's like missing. It's like, yeah, 
and it's, it's shot even different yeah it's shot different i don't know it's a little jarring yeah i if it's just yeah i'm just not a fan and and i feel like a year in the life we will definitely talk about that because it like informs the whole story but we're doing general gilmore girls yeah if you want to get into the play-by-plays gilmore guys is a great complimentary podcast and gilmore to say oh gilmore to say i like the sound of that excellent this is not that podcast this is <laughs> this is our one topic this week we're yeah. gonna try unless to- y'all request more all <laughs> <No>, right <laughs> um do we have gilmore to say we definitely do yeah, but always but this ain't a gilmore girls podcast but yeah i just want to say that because i've been binging gilmore to say Mm. And they get so nitty gritty. And I'm like, I don't remember all of the episode titles. Oh, no, I don't remember that either. There's so many. Well, because each season has at least 20 something episodes. So it's it's a pretty like, well, like they give us a lot. The Mm -hmm. show gives what it needs to give. Yes. Well, the motto is or was life short talk fast yeah and they fit a lot of dialogue in that short like 45 minutes weren't the scripts like super thick too yes and they were expected to like even i read scott patterson and lauren graham Mm. both quit smoking because they needed all the wind and all the lung capacity (laughs) to just spew out this you know wow that's awesome whether it's true or not which i kind of like kind of believe because you know no you can't be like and then be like talking that fast yeah so but out of breath for sure and especially like lauren graham had so much dialogue Mm. i cannot imagine but they gotta get really good at memorizing things i suppose because like in tv i don't think you get that much time to memorize yeah it's like a week or a few days a few days probably but it's crazy they they weren't a multi-cam though so that probably helped a little bit what do you mean well like you know like a friends or like a big bang theory they're in front of an audience oh like okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're not like that kind of show which thank yeah. goodness that'd be weird if they had like a studio audience and you hear like laugh tracks behind them like suki's like oh no my tomatoes and everyone's like <laughs> like it could maybe work but it'd be just weird it'd be a different show yeah like jess leaves rory and everyone's like oh yeah or well, like oh yes oh my gosh <sighs> dean moves oh <laughs> um well okay table setting and then we'll take it from there sounds good cool so gilmore girls it's a tv series heard of it yeah it is if you haven't you've been living under a rock and you should go watch now yeah catch yourself up gilmore girls will be on netflix until 2026 according to google oh good i, I was like worried <laughs> that you're gonna say like 24 or something like, no don't take it away i'm not done no we're good for a couple more years sweet but yes it was created by amy sherman paladino and stars lauren graham as laura like gilmore and rory gilmore is played by alexis Pladell mm-hmm. and their mother and daughter they're more like friends. Um, it debuted on October 5th, 2000 on the WB and ran for seven seasons with the final season moving to the CW. It received critical acclaim for its witty dialogue, cross-generational appeal, an effective mix of humor and drama. And yeah, 
It's known for its distinctive voice, credited to the Paladinos because Amy Sherman Paladino, also known as ASP, Ooh, ASP. and her husband Daniel, more or less wrote the majority and it informed just the feel. As we were talking about yeah. a little bit ago, season seven's radically different and it's because they're not they involved. They were involved, yeah. That's so sad. That's terrible. Yeah. But then yeah. they come back for a year in the life. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed the a year in the life. I was going to ask because it's a little polarizing. I liked it. It wrapped up a lot of loose ends for me. Um, and it just made sense. I would prefer that to the season seven. You know? Agreed. I could just forget about season seven and just go right into a year in the life. And I don't even need any more. It can end at a year in the life for me because I know there's like a lot of people who want another revival. And I'm like... I think it's too much. I think the more you try to bring back things and try to mm-hmm. regurgitate, like just like sometimes I think you could really ruin like a good thing. Like I feel like it's been like it's already had so many seasons. Mm-hmm. I would just be so upset if something went in a direction just because they needed to create drama content. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? What, Lorelai and Luke are going to get divorced or something? Or what? what's going to happen? Like, what could they do? We've had already so many journeys with these characters. Like, I think it ended in a nice spot. And although Rory, like, you could maybe not be completely satisfied with her ending, it's still up for interpretation, I think. Well, yeah, I, I like don't see, I agree with you. I don't see anything really wrong with A Year in the Life. I think, well, I think there's a couple things. I think A Year in the Life had to happen because in my opinion, after season six, after they the WB was turning into the CW, the CW had like a whole different vibe, a whole different vision for what they wanted in their lineup anyways. It was pretty obvious. Like even at the time, I remember seeing that like shake up and hearing about it and being like, okay. You know, like this is right before like the Gossip Girl and like One Tree Hill still going on. And, you know, they were going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And Gilmore Girls doesn't really fit in the contract with the Paladinos couldn't work. Uh, you know, it is it is really like the show stopped at season six. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we really needed the 10 years later year in the life. Yes. I think any more than that, I, you know, people really... The internet has a really big hang up with Rory Gilmore and I really don't like even watching it this time. I think we're very, very hard on Rory mm-hmm. and I think it's not deserved. I, I don't like I don't agree with this discourse. And I think just because we don't like how Rory turned out in a year in the life doesn't mean we need a year in the life part two. No, we don't need to know her baby daddy either. Spoiler alert. Like. We know it's Logan. It is implied enough. Yeah, it is implied, like, obviously. Like, it it all makes sense. Like, her life paralleling Lorelai's and mm-hmm. Logan kind of being, like, her Christopher and all that. And, like, it all makes sense. And I kind of like that. Like, I get what Amy Sherman Palladino is trying to do. Like, I get the point she's making. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. Like, I don't know. I think it's good writing. I think it makes sense. It could be frustrating, but it's, I don't know. I think, like, we we really want these redemption arcs. Yeah. I think we see Rory Gilmore grow up a lot and, like, do a lot of things that we deem, quote, unquote, bad. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you're in the life. It's like you kind of hope she's in a different place. Right. But, but, like, I I don't know. 
maybe it like hits too close to home. Like I found that refreshing, but I wonder now, like just talking about it with you, maybe people really are like, I'm going to be 32 in a couple years. Like, yeah, that happens I know. to me. Maybe I need to rewatch it and see if I feel different. But I, I really did enjoy a year in the life. And I think Rory, I do feel like people are too harsh on her. Like, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I, I love her as a character. She is complex. She doesn't always make the best decisions. Like, she does make these mistakes, but she's human, you know? I mean, there's some things it's like, yeah, okay, probably wouldn't have done that, but whatever. Like, when she sleeps with Dean, like, when, you know. Rewatching that. Yeah. This time round. Can we talk about the whole Rory Dean affair? Yeah. In, was it season four? Mm Mm-hmm. Girl. It's Dean's fault. Dean initiates it. He came over there. Yeah. I mean, she didn't really stop it, but yeah. It's, I think it's, it's like the fucked up thing, which is not fucked up about the writing. It's just the storyline thing. But like, it's fucked up that Dean initiates. No one blames him if they just blame Rory because she's the other woman, but it's not. And she's perfect. I think it's both of their faults mm-hmm. ultimately because she doesn't really do anything. She's not like, oh no, Dean, we shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, I'm miserable, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think she's, you know, just being young and dumb and going with whatever she's feeling in the moment. And mm-hmm. he's being irresponsible because he is married. It is his fault though. Yeah. And I think like, I think it's it's like a thing watching it this time where Lorelai, because Rory, we meet her at like 15 going on 16. Mm-hmm. She's the perfect child. She's so, you know, smart. And, you know, she's going to Chilton and ultimately like decides to go to Yale, but like has these dreams about Harvard and mm-hmm. just wise beyond her years and almost is like the mature one compared to Lorelai, who's the mom right. being the immature one. But this is a time when Rory enters college where everyone, especially Lorelai, really just takes their hands off the wheel mm-hmm. and is like, well, you're perfect. You know what to do. She's left to her own devices. You're mature. But it's also like a thing where they, especially Lorelai, I think, neglects. Like she doesn't like treat her like a child and more like a friend. And this is where it's harder. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this now, but maybe it's the other way around. I don't know what one it is, but I think the gifted child syndrome, one leads to burnout, which is happens with uh, Rory when she drops out of Yale. Right. But two, I think it starts with the affair with Dean because her mom is just like, I never thought you would be that girl. Mm-hmm. And basically is... It, doesn't give her any guidance and she's naive and she's assuming that she's entitled to Dean, but no one ever tells her otherwise. So when she's confronted with these things and people turn their back on her, I can see where Rory would spiral. Uh, Lorelai also pushed so hard for Dean for the longest time, just saying. In a creepy way. In a re- yes. And the, there's like one thing that she says um, that I was like, oh, you know, like the first time when Rory and Dean break up, mm-hmm. um, Lorelai literally, when she runs into him in the grocery store, like at Josie's Market, she goes, just because you and Rory broke up doesn't mean we did. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. I don't know. They just had this weird like relationship where they would talk about Rory or, like without her around and stuff. And it was just always like weirded me out because she's 
trying to be like friends with Rory, but it's like she is a little too involved in some ways. Like I feel like in a lot of ways, Rory's actually overprotected in so many ways. And then when she goes to college, she has all this freedom and she gets out of her shell a bit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of it is probably Logan's influence as well. Like just being trying new things, like getting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And then, you know, when she steals the boat with him, like there's well, that's her fault. Yeah, that is. But I, I defend Logan a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it is. I just think I don't know, Lori or Rory. Rory. <laughs> oh my god, Rory. Rory goes through a lot of changes. And she has so much growing up that she does. And I feel like, yeah, like to your point, like at a certain point, like I feel like Lorelai is like hands off and it's like you figured this out, but I don't know. I feel like she's had so much, maybe so much of a cushion maybe that it's... Or she's like put on a pedestal yeah, to a crazy amount. And then when things, the waters get tough because I think Lorelai even says to a, a couple people... She's like, Rory was a really easy child. Mm -hmm. She like practically raised herself. You know, like she just does things better than I, you know, she's morally better than I, even I am. It must be like a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as she like makes one mistake where when you're 19, 18, 19, like, I don't know, Rory's not given a lot of grace and she definitely doesn't give herself grace. Yeah. So that's true. She's like, you can ground me, mom. I'm going to ground myself, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But I, in the good, not the good seasons, I would say one through five are all good seasons. Same. Yeah. But, you know, in the beginning and even towards the end, I love the mother daughter. I love the dynamic between Rory and Lorelai. I do. Yeah. Like, it's a very, it's a very interesting relationship, but it's. It's very unique. I love it. It is. It's sweet. I mean, they are like besties and it's really cool. Like how close they are and how they get each other's references. They wear each other's clothes. I think it's kind of like an idealized maybe mother-daughter relationship, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think it reminds me of of being a kid too with like a single mom. And I think just eating pizza and Chinese food. Yeah. And watching movies. Yeah. You know? It's a little relatable. Yeah. Like the good old the good old days with them. Yeah. With Rory and Lorelai before life gets complicated. Gets I do enjoy the show a lot, like in the earlier seasons before things get too complicated. Cause then you're like, oh man. And yeah. I think also like with Rory, I feel like she is a pretty relatable character just because, you know, she really tries hard and she has ambitions. Like I think in that way. Like, she's relatable, and then when life doesn't go the way she wants, like, not knowing how to cope, I feel like, mm -hmm. if I don't know, that I feel like I can relate to. I agree, too. Like, seeing her story arc really, I can really relate to. And it, it's like, you know, I was also, you know, not as smart as Rory, but, you know, one of those kids that was, like, gifted and, like, had a lot of potential, and then, like, you know, I get to my 20s, just like Rory, and it's like, you know, you get told you have a lot of potential, but then you have no guidance. Yeah. And, like, of course, you're an adult, but I feel like, you know, my 20s have been extra hard. So, 
I want to say too, like when you're in college, when you're a young adult and you are just in your very early 20s, you're still very impressionable. Mm -hmm. And people's like words will have an impact. Like people, especially if you look up to them, like when she gets that internship with um, Mm -hmm. Logan's father. Yep, Mitchum Huntsberger, yeah. mm -hmm. Like she takes his word as like God's word basically when he's like, you just don't have it. Her life is over. Yeah. But does it really have to be, you know, because it is just one person's opinion. I don't know. I'm kind of like. But she spends her whole entire life being told not just by her mom, not by her grandparents, but like Stars Hollow, this whole town, mm-hmm. how great she is, how she's going to be a star journalist. She's going to, you know, she can do anything. And then it like comes crashing down on her and it's from a person at the very top. And it's also a person that she really wants to impress in her career, but also she's dating Logan. Yeah. So it's a, I don't know. You're just, I think in that episode too, it's like before the Huntsburgers, like she thinks like the Gilmore status is going to help her. Yeah. But it doesn't, it ends up not really, I mean, it helps get her into Yale, but it doesn't really do much else because we learn in this world too um, cause there's also the issue of like the Gilmores being like, I guess, upper class mm-hmm. and having these connections, but they're also not the highest in this upper class mm-hmm. realm. We learn like the Hunts, Huntsburgers are like, yeah. like higher up there. They look down on Rory too. Like when they find out she's a Gilmore, they're like, Ooh, which is like yeah. crazy. But well, cause also with the, as the audience this whole time. So we start the series in the pilot where, Rory wants to get into this private school, Chilton, Mm -hmm. so she can be Harvard bound, like Ivy League bound. Lorelai doesn't have enough money, so she asks her parents, who she ran away from at 16 when she had Rory, who are in high society, who are really wealthy, for money. And basically, for lack of a better word, they blackmail her into (laughs) they'll pay for Chilton if you have these Friday night dinners. And then they like grow a relationship and- and stuff, but what was that point? Just uh, like um, I was. Just, oh, we're just told how much their money is important. Yes, and how it really will save Rory and get, get her going places. And then when she has this event, it's that's not true. Yeah, she has to do this herself. She and, goes through a lot of disappointments too. Like after that, too. Just I don't know. I don't know. It is. I just, I feel for her. Yeah. I'm like, it's not that easy, even with connections or like also even seeing like Paris not get into Harvard. It's crazy. And then she internalizes it and thinks it's because she had sex. Oh, yeah. Which is a funny storyline, <laughs> but also like crazy. Yeah. Well, she's a little crazy. I like her though. She is. Oh my gosh. Paris Geller. Yeah queen i don't know just had to throw that out there but um i love her yeah i love her even in a year in the life when we just see her like kicking down a door oh i loved her in a year in life yeah she became so badass a hero i love their friendship too like their kind of rivalry friendship going on i know oh my god so what do we think about that so rory does have two best friends besides her mom yeah lane kim and then paris geller yeah and i would say like Paris and Rory are like a slow burn friendship. They start out as enemies at Chilton. Mm-hmm. And then like Rory is always like trying to be her friend. And Paris is Paris like, leave me alone. Paris like, makes her life hell. Yeah. Like the episode with Max Medina. 
mm-hmm. where him and uh, Lorelai are like making out in the oh she starts classroom. that rumor yeah, yeah. she does and, and she, Rory gives her a lot of grace during those early years it's like she sees right through her mm-hmm. yeah and then later on Paris comes around and like Paris like considers Rory her best friend that's really sweet and then they end up being roommates I don't know I like I think their friendship like yeah like their journey is really cool and it's cool like they respect each other and they end up doing like they have a lot of the same ambitions too mm-hmm. i think so they just kind of align which i think is cool definitely yeah i my one of my favorite episodes that i always circle back to is when they go on spring break mm. and it's like they're like trying to be like let loose yeah and enjoy spring break in florida and then ultimately they're like is it like a special is it noam chomsky or is it i don't know one of those dudes mm-hmm no, it's Bill Moore. I don't know. One of, you know, those. I'm not a smarty pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just like watch a documentary and like eat. And yeah. They don't do the spring break forever. But so. they're like so content. They like understand each other on that level. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. I love to see it. Same. Yeah. Can we talk about the casting? Oh, yeah. We were talking about Rory played by Alexis Bledel. Perfect casting, I think. I think so, too. I can't believe she didn't have any other previous acting experience before this. Really? Not even... Oh, was it, wasn't was she in a movie? Was that after this? That or was during? all after... Well, during, yeah. Like, during this, she's in Tuck Everlasting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then she's in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, yeah. I thought she was also in another movie, though, about, like, a girl, like, a similar girl that's, like, Rory or something. Do I'm talking about? She was in this movie called Postgrad. Yeah, that's the one. Postgrad. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is years after that movie came out, but Brie. Yeah. I popped that on not knowing the synopsis of the movie right before I went to college. It messed me up. Did it ruin college for me? It didn't ruin college for me, but like, if you are about to go to college, don't watch post-grad. Like, you watch it after. Or yeah, don't watch it. Watch it before, after. Don't like days before you go into college. Gotcha. It really, like, doesn't touch you on a low note. Dang. But now I'm a big fan of Alexis Bledel, and I guess Amy Sherman Palladino really liked that she was shy and innocent, but also she, like, looked well on camera because she was a model. She was a lip smackers model. Oh, lip smackers. Nice. Or, like, Bonnie Bell. You know, one of the, you know. Yeah, the quintessential lip lip glosses at the time. Yeah. It's cool. And then Lauren Graham, who carries this whole show on her back. Mm, literally. Like, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't love Gilmore Girls and it wouldn't be a cult classic without Lauren Graham. Yeah. No, she is synonymous with Gilmore Girls. She is the Gilmore Girls. She is. She's like the main one, I would say. And then Rory, they, they, yeah. they're kind of, I guess they're both pretty equal in the show, but she, she is mother. <laughs> she is mother. I, I feel like as, as much as I love Alexis Bledel, it's, it's about Lauren Graham. Like, she really does. Just the the way she's able to say this dialogue, it, it I don't know. Yeah, it it's rolls perfect. off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. But apparently, she was already on a show that was waiting to get picked up called MYOB, which I watched last night. Is that Mind Your Own this? Business? Yes. Have you seen? I don't think I have. No, what is this? 
So last night about 1 a.m. I decided to, well, after you texted me, that's yeah, what you were doing. I was you said like, you were going to sleep. I was like, good night. And then I was like, mind your own business. What is the short-lived show that almost kept us from having Lauren Graham on Gilmore Girls? Oh, man. It is a very 2000 show. It is a very forgettable show, but it's such an interesting thing. It's like, I know at the time, it probably wasn't like written the star like clear as day. Yeah. But when you watch the pilot of Gilmore Girls and watch the pilot of Mind Your Own Business. Is it like Lauren Graham going around telling people mind your own business? Like kind like, of. Really? Like, there's this one episode I think I was watching was like episode four. There's not a lot. There's only like six episodes of the show. Cause it was like it also came out in like June two thousand. It was it one was of the flop. summer Yeah, it was just I don't know, who watches like TV like that in the summer anyways, so. But she plays like an aunt hmm. who, I don't know, has like a niece or like finds things. I don't know. It's a bunch <laughs> of Lauren Graham like acting like she's in the Dragonfly Inn, basically in a blazer being like, mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got to check this out. That's crazy. It's very inconsequential. Sounds so. cheesy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, the font in the theme song is, like, that curl font. No, not the curly font. Yeah. So, I guess Amy Sherman-Palladino said, Lorelai's a hard fucking part. You've got to be funny. You've got to talk really fucking fast. You've got to be able to act. You've got to be sexy, but not scary sexy. You've got to be strong, but not, like, I hate men. Wow. Yeah, I'd say that was her. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I'm a big Lauren Graham fan. I like I like her books and I like everything. So. Yeah, same. She is mother. <laughs> she is. Um, do we have any thoughts on Scott Patterson as Luke? Because it was initially supposed to be a woman. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what is this? No, I don't understand it. Wait, Scott Patterson wasn't supposed to play Luke. It was no. supposed to be a woman that owns a coffee shop that's yeah. grumpy. Or maybe not. I don't know if they like. Maybe wanted her to be grumpy. I don't know. That really wasn't in the. But they, she wasn't going to fall in love with Lorelai. No, no, no. No, definitely not. But they... Wait, Luke almost wasn't like a character is what you're trying to tell yeah. me? There's just going to be some random coffee lady. It was going to be called like Cheryl's instead of Luke. Yeah. But yeah, it was going to be a lady, which I love Luke and Lorelai, so... Yeah, I'm glad that uh, it was Scott Patterson. Didn't he also not have a lot of acting? No, he like originally did baseball. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know. He's perfect. I, I like Luke a lot. I think he's great. I do too. And I think that's another one of those pairings where like Jess and Rory have a lot of chemistry, but Luke and Lorelai. <sighs> Off the charts, man. It's really good. That's also another like slow burn that I don't mind. I don't mind. I love that it's slow and that it's, I love the journey I mean, the late, like, I have opinions on, like, season six and season seven and some things that I think are unnecessary plot-wise. I hate the April, April Nardini okay, storyline. me too. That's what I was also going to say. I cannot... I really wish they hadn't done that to him because it's like they're getting ready. Like, finally, after, like, years and years of, like, just flirting and seeing each other go, like, in and out of other relationships, like, Luke and Lorelai are finally, like, engaged I love that she proposes to him. Yeah. I love that, you know, they're engaged and they're finally, they go on their first date after all this time. It's just super cute. And then it's like, oh, he has a long lost daughter. Are you kidding me? 
And Luke doesn't seem like a... I don't know. It's just so annoying for his character to have to deal with, too, because it's... It also seems, like, annoying for him as a character. Yeah. Which is, like, a weird thing to to write. That's, like, a little nitpick where it's, like... Also, why then? Why the timing? Isn't she, like, 8 or 10 or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, why that... And why another Rory? It would be interesting if... They already gave him Jess. Yeah, they already get. Yeah, that's the thing is I feel like they gave him Jess... He had, you know, he's kind of like a surrogate father to Rory, who's like April. Too complicated. Yeah, too I, much. I also, you know, watching it this time, I didn't realize. So, you know, like the whole anticipation with Luke and Lorelai, mm-hmm. and then you know, after the Dragonfly Inn episode, which is like really good. Yes, that's one it. of my favorites. It's raincoats and recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you know, they've had their first kiss. You know, in front of Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's this whole, you know, like they finally kissed. Mm. It's like finally a thing. And they're trying to like set up that they're finally together. Yes. But they sleep together very quick after that. Mm. I actually, and I don't know the feedback because I didn't watch it in real time. But watching it now, I'm like, they could have actually prolonged the will they won't they a little bit more. Like they didn't have to just like, because one minute they're just like having their first kiss. And the next thing you know, they're jumped into bed together that's what grown adults do that's what this show says that's what i'm learning anyway (laughs) on the rewatch i'm like you know not trying to judge like lorelei or anything but i'm just like oh but like as soon as they jump into bed all of a sudden they're like a couple couple yeah like there was it does happen fast you know and i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind for Kind of like how like Jess and Rory, after they started mm-hmm. dating, they acted, they were a little bit like, ooh, we're shy all of a sudden. Yeah. Because like they do have that storyline about like, you know, have Taylor's in the Stars Hollow meeting being like, we don't want them to date because then we're going to have to choose as a town and they consider it, but it's a fast storyline. Like if they were going to have at least six seasons, I don't count the seventh. Yeah. If they're going to have six seasons, they could have actually played that out a they little could've. more. No, I agree. I Forget take about that the April, April. storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some more of that push pull. Yeah. Because what if they were like, well, maybe we can't be together mm-hmm. because like we're going to split the town in half. Yeah. And then but like, instead it's like he has this obligation and he ignores Lorelai kind of. and Yeah. But not really on purpose. But and then Christopher complicates things. I don't know. I don't really like Christopher that much either. Like I, I get his purpose, and I get. I think he's a comfort for Lorelai. Like mm-hmm. I think they both find comfort in each other when things are going bad in their own lives. Like, and it's always when things are going bad. Exactly. And then you know what's interesting though? Like rewatching this, you know the scene. Like there's like um, an episode where. Lorelai and Luke, I guess, are kind of, they're on the verge of breaking up, I guess, because he hasn't really, they haven't gotten married yet. They've just been engaged for a while. And she goes to the Friday night dinner and then Christopher is there. And then like Emily and Richard try to set him up with some other family friend who's like also a psychiatrist. And then she ends up talking to the psychiatrist lady. But she says, the only man I think I've ever loved is Luke. In the Like, she doesn't even say Christopher, which I yeah. think is interesting. Because I don't think... I think she loves him in a way because they go way back and they're friends and they've had a kid together. Like, they've known each other since they were teenagers. 
so they're comfortable around each other but i don't think he's definitely not the big love of her life like i think it's just maybe easy in some ways to fall into this pattern of just i don't know but he also annoys me because he never quite steps it up and then right as he does something else always happens like it's yeah, like I think the Christopher storyline, it's he could never be a dad to Rory. Mm-mm. He can never be there for her. Mm. And then we see him time and time again basically put his relationship with even Lorelai ahead of Rory's. Mm-hmm. Like he's way more concerned with being with Lorelai in some capacity than being a father to Rory. Yeah. And and then the whole Sherry, like Gigi storyline where he has a kid. Mm -hmm. And basically it's all falls on Rory and Lorelai. And like, which Lauren Graham plays that episode where Gigi's born perfectly. Like you could see like the heartbreak in her face when they're looking at the baby through the glass and Christopher's talking. So good. But but just Christopher's never done anything for them positively. No, He's, he hasn't. What has he done for them lately? And yeah. And like Lorelai just goes back, like you said, as a comfort, but also it is a pattern. It's like, a pattern. And it's frustrating, especially when like literally like the day after she breaks up with Luke, she go like it's just so fast that I'm like, I just want to be like, wait, don't do anything rash. And it's frustrating. But I'm it's like, to feel something. And like, yeah. I, I get it. Like we all, right? We all have like an ex where we all know that we could probably call them up tomorrow. Let's get that booty call. <laughs> or yeah, or like get back with them. Get some sort of validation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. But you shouldn't do that. I think when it's a great love. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I'd do that to Ben. I don't think Laurel, I should do that to Luke. Yeah. Not to like really just insert myself <laughs> in the narrative. But you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think Luke is the one. Like, it's, oh, it's just the timing. I think, I don't know. You can do that with Jason Styles. You can do that with Max Medina. Oh, yeah. Those guys don't matter. But not with Luke Danes. Mm-mm. Not with Big Daddy Luke. No, not with Big Daddy Luke. <laughs> no. Do we have any thoughts on the casting of Suki St. James? Yes. I mean, I love I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's really, like, sweet in this role. Like, she, her character is so lovable. Like, Suki is so funny and clumsy. And you're just like, aw, that's Suki. Like, I know. Suki's so cute. And I feel like there's, like, two different, like, there's two types of people in this world. Mm. Ones that entertain and ones that observe. But also. Yeah. Once that know Melissa McCarthy and associate her with Suki mm-hmm. and then discovered her from Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. And she's always Bridesmaids to me. So I think when, when I watched this back in like, what, 2014, 2015, and I saw yes. her on screen, Melissa McCarthy, I was like shook to my core. But then I buy it as soon as she's just Suki. I love it. Yeah. Suki, she's also such a different character than like Melissa McCarthy's character in Bridesmaids. Melissa McCarthy has range, is all I gotta say. Truly. And I believe that she is Suki. Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt in my mind. And it'd be weird if it was Alex Bornstein as it was gonna be originally cast. Like, I don't know. That wouldn't have the same feeling. Like, her and um, Lorelai, I don't think they'd have that same chemistry, the same back and forth. It wouldn't be like it, I could see her like as the heart player when she like makes that like appearance yeah. as the heart player. That's so funny. And the way she's, she's very like quick witted, but it's like Suki is just like, I don't know. 
like a bowl of sunshine. Sweet. Like she's just so sweet. It's like Alex Bornstein could never no fit. You know, it's just a different vibe. Alex Bornstein would slap Lorelai up in the head and give yes. her the two says. But see, yeah. I love that too. Like, but you can't have both. No. Also, if Alex Bornstein played Suki, would she be able to star in the Lizzie McGuire movie as Mrs. Ungermeyer, who Probably is the not. best part of that whole entire movie? More importantly, yeah. That cultural moment where her and Lizzie McGuire go to Rome? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I know. Things happen. Life finds a way. Yeah. Life finds a way. Oh. We have talked about the pilot being perfection. Yeah. Any other really like early season standout episodes? Um, trying to think. I feel like there are. I feel like mostly for me they're mostly like beef that i have with dean <laughs> okay we need to talk about dean yeah we need to talk about dean dean forster played by jared Padalecki. yeah who i love in other things i even love him like early dean i was gonna say i like early dean um he he does have a charm about him he's cute you know he's kind of sweet a little creepy you know that he's been watching her but you know, not too crazy yet. I feel like, you know, they have a cute little budding romance at the beginning. And then it gets weird. Like, the Donna Reed episode, I'm not, like, you know, yeah. biggest fan of. But I also think Rory tries a little too hard as well. That and I'm like, I don't know why she does all that. Because he doesn't exactly ask her to do all that either. No. So I'm like... But he's into it, which is also weird yeah so it's weird um i just think like late when well it's mostly when jess gets to town there's definitely a shift um as much as like rory doesn't want to have these feelings i guess she definitely does she just vibes i think she has more in common with jess than she does with dean i feel like jess seems to just get her get mm-hmm. her references like they both really are into the same kind of like books and authors like they they bond over that kind of they're they're matching they have like matched wits they have matched wits and dean no offense it doesn't have that with rory like he's like what are you talking about rory we've been at the book sale and i looked around for 20 minutes and then you were there for two hours no i'm not mad and he's all like passive aggressive and pouty like that's what that's where my beef is with dean is that he like says one thing and then acts kind of another way and you know, I think that's when he starts to annoy me is in season two, maybe season three, like just. I think he annoys me from, I think he annoys me from the get go. Yeah. I think like the pilot, you know, it's like you still are trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like Dean's just like this cute, you know, boy who, who in the pilot does understand her references a little bit more. However, it's just like a Rosemary's Baby reference and whatever. Like, yeah. But he's also like, oh, the movie. You know? Yeah. He hasn't read the book. No. And I think he's trying to win Rory over. I think there are times where he really does want to win her over. And he is very sweet. Like Lorelai says, he's like the perfect first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But that's just it. He's just a really great starter boyfriend. Yeah. But starter boyfriends, typically, he's like the blueprint. He's like a little too needy, too jealous too quick to 
anger. Oh, yeah, because he's like jealous of that boy. Is it Tristan? Tristan. Right? At Chilton? Like and that he dude? goes to when they're doing Romeo oh, and Juliet. God. He goes to the Creepy. practice and just sits there and watches. Actually, yeah, I have a beef with that too. Yeah. Wait, I thought you were going to defend Dean though. No, I I will defend Logan. <laughs> oh, Logan. Never mind. That's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. No, Dean sucks. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, I love my short king, Jess Mariano. When he comes into town, he tumbles in like a tumbleweed. Oh yeah, playing is it like this is hell or whatever the song is? Yes. Um, he gets me every time. That's my type of man, anyways. Yeah, the bad boy, the bad boy. But he's not just he like stirs up shenanigans, which I love, and I think I the reason why I love like a Jess for Rory, or I love a Logan even is Rory takes herself so seriously and Dean's such a serious Oh yeah, he's dude. too serious. He's like the fool, like I it really like grinds my gears, you know, like the dudes that are like either like I've known you for two minutes, we should get married. Or like in high school, like the dudes that are like just too serious when you know it's like high school. Like you shouldn't be yeah, serious with it's anyone. High school. I mean, I think Rory says that too at a certain point. Or even when he gets like engaged to um what's her name uh Lindsay. yeah she's like but you're only like 18 and aren't you gonna go to college and aren't you like what about which i think maybe he does some of that but it's like but he just doesn't see that he's just he's too intense he's very intense too much yeah and rory's such like a an intense person too like very serious person and i think that's where she needs like a lorelei or you know because jess He's the bad boy and like Stars Hollow hates him. But like I love the episode when, you know, Rory is getting a lot of flack for, you know, like the movie rentals mm. and she's like in the front. Yes. Like, the, like the curtain or whatever. Yeah. It's like the Stars Hollow person of the month. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like Jess is like those people because they're like putting behind all the R-rated movies or like what Taylor doesn't deem. Yeah. is like sensible. And Jess slips like r-rated movies into like the lion king or whatever uh-huh. and just, it's just stir up a little yeah. trouble and to like help rory out and it's just like rory gives a little little smirk and like he a little smirk yeah. i love that or like even later seasons where logan's like you gotta like loosen up base yeah i do like that aspect about logan too like i feel like he's somewhere in between like jess and Dean, maybe a little. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's not that serious, but he's he's a little more reliable than Jess, mm-hmm. but has like a fun factor. Definitely. So I can see the appeal. Oh, truly. And I think I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do we want to get into to that storyline at all? I mean, we can. Yeah. I mean, unless we want to talk about Jess some more, but I don't know. Is there anything else? I, I mean, he's not like a great boyfriend when they're younger he like leaves yeah unannounced and breaks her heart but yeah but i'd i don't know i live for it <laughs> baby still love him. <laughs> i still stand yeah i love when he comes back and like is kind of like rory what are you doing like why are you like dropping why out of yale? you drop out of yale yeah he's like what are you doing with your life like he kind of snaps her back into reality and truly you know. why well, i love that episode too when rory does drop out of yale and, you know, that happens with Jess. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of tries to blame Logan. Mm. And Logan also yells at her. He's like, wait a minute. Don't blame me. It is kind of true. Like, she does at some point. 
it is like yeah like you also are making choices like you kind of have to own up to it like you also, can't sleep with a married yeah. man and i don't know well you can but you gotta like you know that whole storyline coming back to the dean affair the dean 2.0 yeah is like it's very interesting how you know it's the storyline is they have this affair rory goes with emily to europe mm-hmm. for the summer she writes this note which is basically like i don't regret having the affair but i'm gonna take myself out of the equation which is the right thing to do oh yeah that's right yeah and you know basically backfires and dean what he takes from that letter is it's kind of not oh yeah 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 because she doesn't regret it or whatever that's what he hears Mm -hmm. and basically it's like oh we're gonna have dean 2.0 dean and rory 2.0 i like that Mm -mm. i love the final moment where like richard and emily which is like controlling crazy wackadoo as they are I love that they throw that party for her mm. with all the like prospects, including Logan. Uh-huh. Because at that moment, like she should not be with Dean. Yeah. Agreed. Like you're in Yale. He's at Dozie's Market still. Like yeah. he's a fool. He's got clown face on him. But um But yeah, like the fact that they thought, like, oh, they could just break up the marriage and start like it was normal. Yeah. And it's not. And, and get like, a warm reception. Like, yeah. It's weird. And like, I, I really do wish Rory would have been able to break up with him. But like, I get not being in that place. But when he's like, I don't belong here anymore. And Logan's like, let's party. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the right thing to do. They're in college. Like, they should yeah, be, like, should raging. Be yeah. Is this in your defense of Logan? I want to yeah. hear what you have to say about Logan. Okay. So, like, I think Logan, like Jess, but in a different way, I think Jess is someone that m- sees Rory's potential mm-hmm. and, like, loves her for that person. Like, who she is will accept it, but also wants her to live up to her potential. And because they knew each other is teenagers has a stake in it yeah it's different it's different than the logan relationship logan doesn't like he doesn't know her in that no capacity it doesn't care about her like that yeah until he does but but yeah he doesn't start off like with this like i don't know how to word it but but yeah he's like a rich boy from yale who never has really been in a relationship before he's loves just like party. a playboy loves to party yeah he's like an heir to the huntsberger you know like newspaper empire Ooh, you know yeah um but yeah he definitely like sees the potential in rory but also knows like this is someone that takes herself way too seriously yeah and like i love the episode um you jump by jump jack yes I love that episode where she's like, oh, yeah, like a journalist never, you know, participates. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, yeah. they do. Like, just afraid. Yeah. He's like, come on. Like, he pushes her. But then in defense of him, I think, like, there are people like Lorelai who just see him or even just to a certain degree, just see him on the outside. Like, he's flawed. But yeah. they see him as someone that's from... Richard and Emily's world mm-hmm. from that world, which is also like, you know, mortal enemy, like number one. Mm-hmm. 
And like, I don't really think that's fair because he is the one who's standing beside Rory in her decisions. Yeah. And actually there when she falls, but she has to make Make those decisions. decisions. No, I agree. I mean, it is interesting because they're like, oh, it's that boy. She was hanging around. But she ultimately does make these decisions. I mean, he just doesn't like leave her, though, which is is refreshing. He lets her make the decisions. He even makes them with her. Like he makes the decision to steal the boat as well. He doesn't want to necessarily. But it doesn't not. I mean, it's like a Bonnie and Clyde sort of vibe is what I get. Like, it's kind of fun. Like, they're like, ooh, we're doing this together because we can. Like... But she's coming from such a sad place. She wants to do it. Or like dropping out and like when she kind of blames him and throws it back in his face and Mm -hmm. he snaps on her. Yeah. Like they just start dating. Like he, for one, doesn't have that authority. What is he going to tell her? You just start dating someone. You can't be like that judgmental about them dropping out of school, you know? Yeah. And he thought she'd come around. You know, it's not his fault. At least he's there trying to be like, have a drink, have fun. If you're going to drop out of Yale, at least... And have this temporary, like, sabbatical at least be messy and have fun. Like, don't just, like, feel ashamed of your situation. Yeah. I mean, I do like that about Logan. It's like, he's like, yeah, don't be ashamed of whatever. Like, he's, because he's, like, he seems very free. Yeah. I think he empties Rory, too, because she probably, she doesn't have the same, like, she does have a lot of pressure on her shoulders, but at the same time, she has more possibilities, and he has just the one that's carved out. Like, he has this, like you know path that his father is like expecting him to take and at least rory has choices yeah so there's that i don't know i mean i don't think he's like terrible for her i just prefer jess oh yeah but it's so frustrating because jess is so flighty but also like i guess there was supposed to be like a spinoff with jess as well which was really weird i always skip that episode yeah where he goes to california to see his dad it's a skip for me it is kind of weird but it's also like i'm glad they didn't do a spinoff because i don't think it would have been as good like i don't think because him and rory are endgame yeah we need him in the series yeah but i don't know do you think that rory should have married logan at the end do you think she made a mistake of the series or in a year in the life in the series not in the series, but in Year in the Life, it was like I was screaming at the TV. In the Year like, in the Life. Rory, stop it. Logan doesn't want to marry this girl. He's giving you the opportunity to just, you know. Yeah. Plus, it's probably his baby. And he, I don't know. That's so frustrating. Yeah, it is very frustrating. But yeah, like at the end of season six, not necessarily. Yeah, because that's like, who need, who needs to be married right now? They're still young and figuring things out. Yeah. Man. Uh, so complicated. I know. Uh, let's see. We haven't really talked about Richard and Emily. Oh yeah. Another favorite couple. Um, yeah. I'm more more than Richard and Emily, I am Emily Gilmore Hive Rise. Yes. Like, same. I think Emily Gilmore, like Kelly Bishop in general, is such an underrated actress. Yes. I think she gets some of the the wittiest dialogue that's just like snuck in there. Like she can play with Lauren Graham so well. Yeah. And like Emily, the character of Emily and Lorelai can match each other in the dialogue. 
it's just like low key. It's like, I don't know. It's so great. good. I love when she's like sitting in the chair and she's like, mother, is that you? She's like, no, it's a hologram. Lifelike, isn't it? And she's just like really sassy. Queen. Or, oh, when, um, when Lorelai shows up at Chilton, like on Rory's first day and it was laundry day. She's wearing like Daisy Dukes and that iconic, now iconic, uh, like pink tie-dye yeah the pink tie-dye top like cow cowgirl boots and it's like what did she say like is the rodeo in town or something it was like really funny because you can see where Lorelai gets it like I love their dynamic as well definitely so interesting even though it's kind of like a flawed relationship it's I don't know it definitely is I think like I really love how how the writers You can see it from Lorelai's point of view, of course, Mm -hmm. but you can also see it from Emily's. And I think every time Lorelai has this feeling about her mom, Mm -hmm. you also see Emily's feelings on the situation where, you know, I think she wants to be involved so much with Rory because of this guilt Mm -hmm. with Lorelai. Yeah. And I think I love edward herman as richard same but i can never get behind him as much because of that one episode where they're all arguing when chris's uh family's in town and at the family dinner and Mm -hmm. basically tells rory to her face that she's a mistake and richard pops off Uh but then tells lorelei i didn't do this because of you i did it because of the name yeah, that was like, pretty Like, don't hurtful. get it twisted. That was mean. But then, but there's been times where Emily, you know, has stood up for Lorelai. Yeah. And, and she, it's me, it's in her heart. Go ahead. No, no, I agree. Or she's like, where she said to Richard, like, hey, we're going to lose her again. Like, let's not do this because basically Lorelai hasn't been in their lives for years or unless it's like maybe a holiday. Like, you can just tell in the first season when she has to go and ask them for like money and stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, what is it? Easter? What is it? Like, you know, yeah. the only time they really see each other is like maybe a holiday. They don't have that closeness. So you know that like there's a lot of distance between her and her parents. So it's, I don't know. You can definitely see Emily wanting to be closer to her daughter, which is kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> but it is kind of like you can understand. You can see Lorelai's perspective as well. Oh, yeah. Like... You can totally see it. And there are times where Emily is like a little too much, a little intense. And yeah, like a little controlling. I mean, Richard too, like both of them, even when they take Rory to Yale and he kind of sets up that meeting, but doesn't tell anyone and doesn't even tell Rory. And she's like, I would have done this, Grandpa, if you told me. Like, yes. I just wanted to be prepared. Like, you didn't have to sneak it. It didn't have to be like manipulation. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we can, I like, it's it's interesting that they show like Emily's manipulation mm-hmm. and they kind of like, give a reasoning behind it, but we never get Richard's. Yeah, because he's a man. And maybe because the Gilmore, it's Gilmore girl, his mama's crazy. Did like his, what is what do they call her? Tricks, tricks. Yeah, that storyline. Yeah, that's a weird storyline. Like his relationship with his mother is so weird and so weird. And then that's the whole like it's kind of the start of their separation. Because of the whole Pennell and Lot situation. Mm, yeah. And like Emily finds that note from Gran mm-hmm. Tricks being like, don't marry Emily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that whole dynamic between Emily and Tricks as well. That's like, ooh. Yeah. And you kind of, I don't know. I, I like Emily. I, you know, and the more you watch the show, I think the more you kind of understand 
her a bit. And, you know, she can be problematic for sure. But oh, it's, yeah. you know, who doesn't have someone in your family that's a little complicated but means well, right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she means well. I love it. I love I love that episode when they're at the mall. Like, they run into her at the mall. Mm. And she's, like, borderline separating from Richard. And she's so, like, she's angry shopping, which is a mood. Yeah. But I like love that that like dynamic shift when they're in the food court and Lorelai's basically like showing giving her an orange Julius for the first time and like, you know, indoctrinating her into to their world. Yeah. You know? It's always food. fun when they bring her into their world a bit. Like Yes. I love those those episodes. I also love the Richard and Rory relationship. I think that that's a really cute relationship because he just like adores her and like sees her as someone with brimming potential, but also, yeah. you know, just also spoil her. It is really cute. Like when they go golfing for the first time is yeah. super cute. Even though they both were like, I don't know if we'll like this. <laughs> then they end up being like besties. Like it's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I love her 16th birthday when Richard and Emily go to the... um the like stars hollow party Mm. and he like gives her money twice for a trip to fez he's like well you'll need more for your trip to fez and it that's always a sweet moment yeah i mean i like i think he means well too but yeah there's moments where i'm like what the heck is wrong with this dude he's just so cold to lorelei i think i love his love for rory and eventually like in wedding bell blues i love his like Love for Emily. You know how they have the... Oh, yeah. They have a cute little romance. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, he's it's really little, cold. It's a little too harsh on her sometimes. And loves Christopher. They both love Christopher. They love that's Christopher way too much. Red flag. Don't yeah. love Christopher. Mm. You'd think they would be more upset because he was the one that got Lorelai pregnant, but... I think they're more upset that they didn't just get, like, married and, like... Yeah. And they blame it all on Lorelai, which I guess I get it. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're so young. too. I don't know. I don't know if that would have solved everything. I like I like the storyline. Like, I like how Lorelai is kind of self-sufficient. And I love like when she like makes the dragonfly in happen with Suki, you know, just they live their dreams. Yes. Very satisfying. Yes. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that episode? Where, uh, I know we're like going all over over, the place. When Rory graduates from Chilton and it's like the same time where Suki and Lorelai hear the news Mm -hmm. about the Dragonfly Inn. And I think it's like the best season finale in that way. It is super cute. Yeah. They're like making faces at each other and she's like, we got the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like Rory's speech about, you know, the love for her grandparents and then also her hero, her mom. It gets me every time. Gets me every time, too. I was like, uh, yeah. No, it warms, warms me hot. And Luke is, is crying, too. He's like, I'm not crying. So good. Well, no, he's there. Guess who's not? Christopher. Yeah, that's the thing. Luke always shows up. Like, he's there for all the major life events, you know, like with Rory and for Lorelai. Like, he shows up. Like, he helps. He does something. He, he always shows up. In. Yeah, he's he was there at the hospital when Richard goes to the hospital both times. Mm-hmm. He helped with the end. He's the reason why they get the end pretty much. Yeah, what more do you want? I don't know. He's a good man. He good is. man, Luke. He's a good man. Um, um, 
Any more thoughts on any of Lorelai's other love interests or is it just like Luke and Lorelai end game? I say it's end game. I mean, Max, I mean, he was all right, but I don't, I don't know. I can't even think of the other dude's name. The other guy annoyed me so much. What was his name? Jason Stiles. Jason, yeah. I didn't like him. I... I thought it was very interesting, their storyline in a way, just because Lorelai is so just weird in relationships. I think between her and Jason and her and Max, she's very weird in relationships, like so non-committal. Yeah. But uh, to a point where it's like weird and I've never seen a character written like that. And I think that's really intriguing, Mm -hmm. you know, like she's so like, like, oh, I don't want to be. In, especially with Jason, like, oh, I don't want to go on a fancy date. She's like, I want to go on a date with you. No, I don't. Even with Max, she's like, I want to go on a date. No, I don't. Oh, you don't want me? I want you. No, no. Too much commitment. <laughs> yeah. Or like when Jason gives her the key and she like gets all weird, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. She does act weird in relationships. Yeah. Like does not communicate at all. At all. No. It is frustrating to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I love a single wanting to be with Luke, Lorelai. Same. I think that's when she's her best. For sure. And then when they finally do kind of get together, it's cool. Yeah. Satisfying. I don't know. Because he's kind of the same way. He's like, I don't know. He's very noncommittal. He's oddly, though, like, why is he? What what is her name? Nicole? Nicole. Yeah. They get married on like the cruise or something. Yeah, like a very weird storyline, which I think is really funny. Yeah, that I didn't understand at all, but it happened. I love when uh, they're at the family dinner with Emily and um, she's like, so you've been recently divorced? And he's like, well, I don't know, define recent. And she was like, within the year. And then it <laughs> just it just made me think about like the time frame yeah. where I'm like, oh, that is really Things cool. happen fast <laughs> in Stars Hollow. Like, they talk fast. Super fast. Timelines are fast. Yeah. But what about Lane? I was thinking about Lane. And I love her. I love Lane. Do you relate to Lane? I feel like I do. Yeah. The floorboards. The floorboards. I yeah, I don't know if I ever had a floorboard, but it would have been cool if I did. She's she definitely has like some Harry Potter skills as far as like making other things like turn into books cases for her cds right and i love how she like has her closet just has like this little like disco haven i love that i love lane i think justice for lane though i i don't know i like re-watching like season six season seven lane yeah makes me so i mean it's not like everyone has to have like a path where you know you know like getting married and having kids isn't wrong no but i think like for lane i for wish lane- i saw her more yeah, for Lane, I feel like it is wrong, though, because it's, I don't know, I feel like she, well, there's so much I feel like she wants to do, maybe, like, with her art, with her drumming, with, yeah. like, she loves music so much. Yeah. With Happy Alien. Yeah. I have feelings on her and, um, what's his name? Zach? Uh, is it, yeah, Zach. I I wish, like, I don't know, I really liked um Dave for her. Dave and that, that hurt me when Dave had to leave. I was so hurt because I thought he was perfect. He is perfect, you know. But and that's my man, anyways. Is that because he left for like his TV show? Was it the OC? Yeah. yeah. Man, the OC just snatching them up. 
Yeah. But wow. he would have never been uh, Seth Cohen. And that's like my first love. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. But yeah, justice for the lady. I, I don't know. know how I felt about her storyline, but. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I don't know. I think I love Lane and Rory's friendship so much. Yeah. I love like Lane as a person. I love like her just drumming. Yeah. Just wanting to like break free from her super strict Korean mom. Right. But I think her storyline just takes a weird turn. It does. It's just not as satisfying as it could be. It's not. I don't know. I, I like I understand Dave had to go and, you know, yeah, go to the OC. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because the show, so Lane is based off of um, Amy Sherman Palladino's best friend and the one of the executive producers, oh, Helen oh. Pye. Pay or Pye, I don't know, whatever one. But she's married in real life to a man named Dave Krakowski. What? And I feel like that was definitely what <sighs> they wanted to happen. But, you know. No. Damn you, the OC. So we had to get Zach. Yeah, which... I don't mind Zach, and yeah. I don't mind that storyline. I just think it's very. I just I don't know. You just, I don't know. I just want to see Lane like do more. But I know. I'm like, why do they have to make her like pregnant with two babies? It's a lot. It's a lot. That girl's tiny. Yeah, and like, how are they gonna pay for all that? I don't know. Yeah, it's just a lot. It is really like watching this this time. It was stressful seeing when they first her and uh, Zach and Brian move in. Yeah, to that like house after she gets kicked out by her mom yeah. and like they have like no food and like one washcloth as their one towel and they don't have any money it's like they gotta grow up fast yeah so <sighs> i feel for her i know but i love her <laughs> but i love her yeah um, hope she's doing well what i guess in the year in the life i don't really remember what she's just married to zach with babies yeah. i think I think they're still playing music. Still playing music, hopefully, yeah. Yeah. I love the the guest appearance of Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. I love seeing him. He's the older, long-haired dude. In the series? Like, yeah. Like, the guy who auditioned for the guitar? Yes, Is yes. that guy? Yeah, he's okay, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. like, a heavy metal band. Okay. Or not heavy metal. They were, like, hair metal. You know what? Speaking of, I don't know if this is too all over the place to mention but did you know that kim gordon was in an episode of gilmore girls did you did you catch that i did not peep it which one there is an episode i think it's on season six um you know that when the town troubadour has been picked up by like some talent scout or something yes and like how there's all these like people this is (laughs) influx of like bohemian artsy buskers anyway yeah she was on like she was singing in the middle of the like the middle of the square and i was like wait a minute that's kim gordon i had to pause my tv and google because i'm like wait is this true and yeah it was her and it was her husband um thurston moore and their 11 year old daughter were all in the in that scene i I didn't even peep thurston moore that's a niche where i i could have i know i just i thought of you yeah it was um Season six, episode 22, FYI. Gotcha. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Just that little pop culture bit. Sonic Youth cameo. Sonic Youth cameo. I love it. It didn't peep it, but I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess that segues into music. Oh, yeah. I 
what I always think of to circle back to the spring break episode is the shins are at the the party. Mm, the shins. I love the yeah. shins. I love the shins. We've talked about the shins so much this month. I know. So it's been a month of shin. Never stop. But thinking about like shows like The OC or I think One Tree Hill, but I didn't watch that show, but definitely The OC who introduced me to this type of indie music, mm-hmm. which would have been like Death Cab because that's Seth Cohen's favorite band. And I feel like that show is very like Phantom Planet. So it's a theme song and, you know, it's like very music oriented because of uh, Seth Cohen's character. Mm-hmm. But the OC is very like music heavy with like the soundtracks being, you know, just very iconic. Yeah. I feel like Gilmore Girls low key, like, of course, like the Lala's, the Sam Phillips of it all and the Troubadour. Mm-hmm. But then it like does this like very like early aughts kind of OC moment where like it's just the shins at a party. Yeah. No, I, I love, love that. that. I love that. It's, it really taps into something with like the vibe of the whole show. Like it's cool. Cause like Rory also like, it seems like it would track that Rory would like the shins. Yeah, definitely. She would have liked Garden State, that soundtrack at least. She would have loved it. I love um like when she visits Jess in New York and they go to that old record store and they just nerd out about music and stuff. And I don't know. I love that too. Oh my God. One of my favorite like little things in a scene is when she's burning the new Arctic monkeys. Yeah. Not Arctic monkeys. Uh, not the Arctic monkeys. Arcade fire. Arcade fire. Yeah. I mean, it could have been Arctic monkeys. I knew what you meant. Arcade fire. Arcade fire. Yeah. I, in my head, I was like thinking... I wanted to say Arctic Monkeys for some reason. I've been thinking about the Arctic Monkeys a lot. But then I also was like, but this would have been 2004. And like the Arctic Monkeys didn't come out until like 06. So what album would this be? Like, I feel like my mind just got like. I feel like the Arctic Monkeys would have been good in the somewhere in the series. You know? Yes. When Jess is around, he gives off an Arctic Monkeys vibe. It's that hair. Totally. And those those, uh, leather jackets. I think Jess would have been like, I'm not a big fan of the Arctic Monkeys, but like that song 505. <laughs> yeah, just that one song. And he just like on his iPod Nano, just singing, I'm going back to 505. But Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire, yeah. Which so totally tracks. Do you have any other favorite like, musical moments? Um, I mean, I feel like, yeah, in the very... It's in the pilot, I think, too. Like when... um. Lorelai and Rory kind of fight after she's like, I'm not going to children. And then they both put on the Macy Gray CD. Try to say goodbye and I choke. I love that song so much. Same. That's just, I love that they both are playing it separately on their own CD players in their own rooms. Like they both have the same CD. And it's just like really cool. You know, you sometimes just have to listen to a song when you're feeling moody and. Definitely. Definitely. I'm thinking about the pilot now and like the first season of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. It's so niche 2000, which I don't think about the year 2000 a lot. I mean, I was very young, but just like the Macy Gray of it all. Like I like, you know how like sometimes those references can like really date a show and it be off putting. This is the opposite. I agree. Where I'm like, oh my God, do you remember like Macy Gray when she came out with that album and I try and it was like, everywhere Mm -hmm. 
And I love like Lorelai's style in that first season. Yes. Which like I wrote down in my notes and I don't know if this makes any sense. But like, do you remember in the year 2000, this niche style? It's very like Enya core. (laughs) And like, do you remember those like beaded bracelets with like the Chinese lettering on them? Yes. And like. Like butterfly tops almost like, or like the tops with the, they're almost like cap sleeves. They're like flowy, but they're like. Yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like a fairy top, maybe. A fairy top, um, like Y2K yoga chic. Mm. Like they read like the Christy Brinkley yoga book once and like wanted to emulate that style. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, know, it's, it's a very specific vibe. It's, yeah. Yeah. But Lorelai pulls it off. She does. I love I love her style in those first two seasons, too, because it's so like those T-shirts with just the Chinese lettering on them. Mm. Or like um, when she meets Max Medina for the parent-teacher conference, and it's like that suit, skirt suit, and yes. then the B-52 shirt the underneath. B-52s, I love it. I know, I love all her skirt suits. Or like even when she wears like like these tops that are kind of like pinstriped almost, yes. that, but are they're cinched. Like they look, they have like collars and they're flattering. They're like business they're like business yeah i always thought i'd be wearing tops like that but i don't think i can pull them off like she can i'm like no i don't look good in like a button down yeah i don't know yeah how do you it's not it doesn't suit me how does she do it i've been really into lately my tiktok has really been into giving me like they keep talking about kibby body types and talking about like color palettes Uh which i'm a winter Oh, for sure. I know about color palettes. Um, But I don't know my kibby body type. But whatever it is, it could be gamine and something because I'm really tiny. Not like like skinny, just petite. What language is this? I don't know, like soft gamine or something. I don't know. But anyways, whatever kibby body type I have does not look good in those tops. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess anyone looks good in those I don't know. I feel like I, I think I weird. disagree. I think only Lauren Graham looks good. In those yeah. I think there's, I don't know, like, cause there's something so like early 2000s about that vibe, especially with like a flared jean, yes. like that combo of like flared jean with like a business top that she just wears so well. And I don't think I've seen anyone really do that since then. I feel like I'd look like a waiter. Yeah. Same. I remember yeah. being into that. I remember like as a kid, like or, like as a, a young teen having something similar to that and Ooh. being into that look, but it's not, it came across more probably like Rory when she wears some of her clothes, like, like, cause there's sometimes where Rory wears shirts kind of like that, but it's not, it doesn't have the same, like, I feel like when Lorelai wears those tops, it's very like, she's a powerful businesswoman. Like it's, yes, she's like, I don't know, has this like pride. I don't know how to describe it. I yeah, I don't like look good in like business clothes. Yeah. But the fun t shirts she wears, I'm like, I could wear that. I could rock like, with that. Yeah, like the cat with like the little tiara and like the, the you know. I love that. I love her funky style. I love her early aughts bandanas. I was gonna say bandanas, bandana tops, like Oh my gosh. Any other fashion moments we we want to discuss because i feel like this is low-key like an iconic fashion show i think it is i feel like there's so many like i feel like there's probably like so many of those like dresses that she wears too 
that are almost like fairy dresses. You know, yeah. I'm talking about. You know, and I, as much as I love Lorelai and like Lauren Graham, I think she's always a babe. So I never really question her outfits. I feel like there's a lot more times where I've been like, oh my God, I love this outfit of Rory's. Mm. Um, however, I do love any time. I think I've peeped it on Rory, Lane, and Lorelai. Mm-hmm. A Paul Frank moment. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. The Paul Frank. Ah. Oh. You know, I think that may be coming back. I hope so. I saw like an advertisement for Paul Frank. Like for like it was one of those like um I don't know if it was Doll's Kill or one of those Oh, like when they did like the Delia's collab. Yeah. There's some type of collab I think happening with Paul Frank right now. Oh my gosh. It's wild. While I look this up, do you have any uh, fashion moments? I mean, I love any time that Lauren Graham wears like a like a leather jacket, like one of those long leather jackets, you know? Like oh, leather, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You can buy Paul Frank men's clothing at Target. Oh, interesting. Or Target Online, but not women's. That's lame. Let's see. But yeah, fashion. I'm, of course, a big fan of the Rory white jumper in the pilot. Mm, yes. That's iconic. It is. It's iconic. It's classic. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, I feel like I like Rory's fashion as well. Um, I mean, I really just love the funky t-shirts, to be honest. Like, I think it's fun when uh, Lorelai wears them because they're kind of childish. Yes. Um, but I love that. Um, I think she has such a fun style, and it's fun to see her evolve from this very, like, Y2K cowboy hat and a tie-dye shirt yeah kind of gal and it's fun to see her mature mm. and then she's just like in very like mid-2000s like quote-unquote age appropriate yeah clothes and then it's fun to see rory go from like oversized sweaters and the chilton wardrobe with like the you know sock hop shoes mm-hmm. and go into a mature style but it's not even it's kind of fun it's kind of like dainty yeah it's like um it's very you know how i describe the lorelei's style mm-hmm. so both like lorelei and rory do you remember like early 2000s ashley tisdale style yes so like lorelei is definitely her red carpet looks uh-huh like yes. the crazy i know like, what you're saying like flared pants with like the sequin skirt and like the, you know, guitar bag. Yes. But then like how Ashley Tisdale would wear like on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that's like later seasons Rory. That's how I describe it. Yeah. No, I think that's accurate. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I love when either of them wear like beanies, like when they wear hats, like their winter looks, like when they layer and have like these scarves and just. That rainbow scarf? Yes. The rainbow scarves. Yes. I don't know. I had it. I want it back. Those jackets with like the, they're like corduroy with the the fur on the inside. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just saying. It's I a love Luke. those. I love Luke's looks. Same. I know. I, I feel like I wear like a plaid shirt like that a lot. You dress like Luke? Yeah. I dress like Luke. Minus the hat. I don't wear a lot of backwards hats or hats at all. I hate hats. Same. <laughs> They're just, I don't know. They're annoying. Beanies are okay, though, but. I love Jess's um, motorcycle jacket. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's all she wrote for that one. I feel like they have like good style. They have good style. But it's really like relatable. It's almost too relatable to have any like moments where I'm like, oh my God, it's it's a big moment. Yeah. I mean, other than like maybe it's some event, like a wedding or something like, I don't know. Was it Suki's wedding? Whose wedding was it where they were wearing blue? I think it was her wedding. Maybe. Oh, wait. Well, or Richard and Emily's valve renewal. They're wearing maybe. blue. I think that well, they were, I feel like they wear blue a lot too. Anytime the Gilmore girls are in blue, that's like that's their color. The, yeah, that is their color. I um, also like love seeing like the promos, like especially the photo shoots throughout the years. The yeah, the promos are really cute. Yeah, like seeing them evolve is really fun. It is. What do we think of uh, Lorelai or not Lorelai? Rory's like when she gets her well, hair that's cut. true. Yeah, Lorelei. it is Lorelai, but it's it's actually like a moment. When she like cuts her hair kind of short. Yeah. And I love it. I like think everyone should get into college and like cut their hair off. Yeah. It's very um 1989. Yeah. Taylor Swift coded. I like, I don't know. I love it. I'm like, Rory's ready to make some messy decisions. Yes. And do something that like she didn't consult her mom about. Ooh, so dangerous. For Rory, yes. And I like live for it. Yeah. No, I thought that was cool. You have to cut your hair at one point and do something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I even, I think like she almost looks the best when she's at that point where she's growing out the shorter mm. hair. It's very cute. I thought so too. Yeah, anything else? No. Okay. I think I could go on and on. but I know. I have a question. Yeah. Was Rory a good journalist? Like was Mitchum Hunsberger right? <laughs> well, what did she really journalized she did she write that review where she fat shamed the ballerinas oh yeah i I remember that but she did write that article about that like napster lime wire kid four years after napster disappeared yeah also if emily gilmore's like you're being too harsh like i feel like that's like like oh maybe should reel it in yeah i think like rory was probably a good writer i've she might not have had that like they talk about it in a year in the life though i don't think she has that like bite or that drive or that being a journalist has got to be different though than being a writer like being a creative writer and being a journalist are probably they probably have overlapping skills i'm guessing but it's a different kind of story you got to think about what how you want to paint the story right especially if it's like a real story like definitely i think Definitely, like, Rory seems like a writer, but I don't know if she was, like, a good journalist, like, anything that we know. Also, journalism, are you supposed to leave your opinion out of it for if you're a good journalist or something, right? For the most yes. part, like, you're supposed to report the facts and... Which you think Rory could do. Maybe but... the stories she was going after weren't even that really good either, because if it's just gossip or, like, a ballerina, like, it's kind of like, where's her big story... I don't know. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking when she did that article on that dude that's like ripping songs off the internet, which is very like LimeWire or Napster. And like that would have been 2004 when that episode came out. So I don't know if, if ASP is really trying to say this, but what I interpreted from that is like Rory's behind the curve a yeah. little bit. That she's not like as a journalist, you got to be kind of like two steps ahead or, you know, have that. Like, whatever fire Paris has. Yeah, Paris does have a, like, 
it's almost like a scary fire. Yeah. Like when she runs for student body president, you're like, whoa. Like even though she kind of scares you, but you're also like, well, she's going to get the job done. Like and that's what you want to get the scoop. Yeah. But Rory's a great, I, I think she's probably a great writer. And like, I think Mitch and Huntsberger saying she was a good assistant is like a really low blow and that's harsh. Yeah. But there's probably definitely truth. I don't think she was like meant to be a journalist, but yeah. But I think that was like the expectations on her and the expectations on herself. Cause mm. even in the year in the life, she really couldn't let it go. And the only time she felt really freedom and like felt good was when she was like writing about her life and her mom. So, yeah, you know, you can be a good writer, not a good journalist. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I wish for Rory that she had seen more options in the moment. And I do feel like like Mitch Huntsberger was still too harsh, but probably right in some ways that yeah because journalism that seems like a lot of work too you're going out you're in the trenches you're in the trenches you're covering real stories like maybe like political things or just like events happening like this could be stressful it sounds like a stressful kind of job and yeah you're always trying to stay ahead of the curve it's not like you're writing it it's not like you're like jk rowling and you're just like <laughs> writing the next harry potter harry which potter. i mean also probably was that's true. Kind of a lot, but still, you know, like you can take your time when you're doing that. Like journalism is probably a lot faster moving. Oh, yeah. Like if, if you're in the newspaper too, like. Yeah, just more of an intense fire, which I don't know if Rory had, but that's not a bad thing. I think like watching that episode again, like yesterday. Yeah. I I think also Rory, when she tells her mom that she's dropping out of Yale mm. and Lorelai handles that situation so poorly. And gets mad at her like she does. Yeah. It, it, I think it does kind of set like a weird, I think Lorelai's in the wrong. Yeah. I feel like too, initially, like with Harvard, like that being her only option for the longest time. like And getting mad about it. Yeah. It's like she actually needed backup schools. Like the, all the kids have backup schools as a requirement. Like it's not guaranteed you're going to get into the one school you want just because you've yeah. worked really hard like even an ivy league school like you should have backups like it's interesting to me like lorelei definitely does have this expectation of rory and then when she doesn't lorelei shuts her down and shuts down yeah and like rory's not doing good making good decisions but it's like lorelei like doesn't see beyond herself enough yeah i feel so. like it's a lot of her own issues too because she didn't get to do a lot of these things so it's she's that seen, emily in her it's the emily yeah <laughs> there is some emily in lorelei for sure mm -hmm. yeah definitely anything else Ooh, do you have any favorite pop culture references i i do remember there's like this one episode i think it's when she comes back no, maybe it's before she leaves for college. Like when they talk about like watching The Godfather on repeat. I thought that was kind of cute. Um, there's so many. Man, I should have wrote them down. I'm trying to think. <laughs> no worries. Do, do you have any? Or? My favorite one is Jess. Um, he says, nice spin. You should work for Bush. That's always my favorite. Oh, yeah. It's kind of snarky, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm team Jess. Team just Jess. for the record. Yeah. I root for Jess more than anyone. Well, anything else? Um, I guess. I guess before we sign off, can we talk a little bit about the legacy of Gilmore Girls? Yes, because this is a show that every single fall, everyone's like, "It's Gilmore Girls season." 
gotta you know it's left its mark for sure yeah i feel like every year like this is a show too where you can pop it on with your family or like my fiance likes the show like everyone loves the show um in 2016 amy plitt of rolling stone reflected on the enduring appeal of gilmore girls and noted that it stood out from other family shows like seventh heaven the oc and everwood by being far richer deeper the characters were funny and relatable the banter was zinger heavy the familial drama was poignant and the romantic chemistry was off the charts. It was basically everything we said. <laughs> yes. Well, do you have any any thoughts on why this this show's really really endured and like I feel like every year just gains more and more of a cult following. I mean, I think it is like the show is very well written. I think it's it's just so cozy. There's something like the tone of the show is very cozy. I was thinking about this like there's a lot of like warm, like literally there's warm colors, like in the lighting and stuff. Like this town of Stars Hollow is kind of a town that you'd like to visit. You'd like to live in because it seems yeah. like a really sweet town. And even though like the characters know everything that goes on, like word travels fast, everyone's in each other's business. It still seems like a town where everyone cares about each other. Such colorful characters, if I interject, like... Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about the characters of Stars Hollow. Oh, yeah, like Miss Patty, Babette. Babette. But th- they have, like, is it Liz Torres? And um, what's her name? I forget the actress's name, but she's in That's So Raven, the one who plays Gypsy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just fabulous character actors. They are. Who, you know, have been in so many other things, but they're just so good and they really add so much to the show and to like the town even jackson like he's like the the fruit man or whatever but he's so funny like the produce man yes like the way he gets all upset about his produce is hilarious like so intense about the town michelle love michelle he's great him and lorelei are just so funny yes i love their banter yeah yeah i don't know it's hard not to like like it's hard to find something wrong with the show other than maybe the seventh season but but I mean, does that one really count? That's not the Paladinos. It's not it's not the way. No, it's not the way. I just think it's perfect. I like how they use music, like you know, in the show, and then the little transitions. Like I just think it's so special. It's its own little thing, and it's it is like you're in like your own little bubble. Yeah, and, and like even the references span from like. You know, they take a lot of like Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, like 1930s screwball comedy references in that style and then do stuff from then all the way to like 2000 whatever when the, you know, like real time when the show is taking place. Like, I think there's just so much to like go off of and to you can always just be in that bubble. Like, yeah. there's so many references and so many, like, little things. And, and you go through the seasons and stuff, too, with the characters. Um, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun seeing Rory kind of grow up. Um, and Lorelai kind of grows up in some ways. I and, love seeing that. She does. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a slice of life and just... I feel like it's in a sweet spot of, like, things happening. Like, in Rory's life, Lorelai's life, it's... Yeah, I love the drama, and then I love the idea that they can just, like, I don't know, Lorelai and Rory can sit down and eat pizza and watch Showgirls. Yeah, you they know? go home. They're like, well, oh, there's some drama. We're just going to veg out, and I don't know. I feel like that's relatable, too. Like, so yes. their diet of, like, junk food and <laughs> coffee, I'm like, ooh. 
that is me. That, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, man, I could go for a Pop-Tart right about now. Ooh. And it's a hot take, but I really do enjoy those, the brown sugar ones. I love the brown. I don't think that's a hot okay. take. I feel like that's one of the best flavors. It's one of the best. Yeah. Wonder what the the Lorelai's would have to say about that. I do wonder, yeah. Oh, away with the poodles already. Away with the poodles already. Thanks so much for listening. Rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you podcast. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.